Are you ready to get real? Welcome to Real Estate, the world's loneliest career, where you're always out of balance, unfulfilled, the role models are fake, the numbers unattainable, and you're just supposed to be and do it all. Join self-made millionaire real estate agents, wives, moms, and business owners as we level up, learn from special guests, and elevate and disrupt an entire industry through real education our way. Hello! Happy Tuesday, everybody. How's uh, how's life while we wait for people to jump on with us this morning? I'm excited for Thanksgiving. I don't know what I'm going to be able to eat, but I'm excited to cook. Yeah? Oh, because you're on a, a healthy diet, so... Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, it's uh, that's not the best time to be on a diet. No. <laughs> but you can do it. You can do it. What are you guys going to do for Thanksgiving? Um, I am hosting at my house, nice. which is always, you know, a big ball of fun. Um, but yeah, it'll be, it'll be great. I'm actually excited. I just don't understand how it's the holidays already. I know. <coughs> this year has just really, really flown by. I'm trying to like get through this week so I can like officially start listening to Christmas music and not feel weird about it in the car. My kids are already making fun of me and stuff. So yeah, like, you're an early Christmaser for sure. Early Christmaser. Um, so it's Tuesday, the it Tuesday of Thanksgiving week. We are pretty damn close to the end of the year. Again, I have like no idea how we got there and that snuck up on us, but yeah. we are in new market. Um, you know, and it is quite interesting. <laughs> and there's a lot of panic happening, a lot of real estate agents hanging up their license. I've never seen, um, I mean, first of all, this is the fastest historical rise in interest rates ever, right? So the fastest they've risen interest rates in history ever. Um, but I've also never seen like a market in which people freaked out so bad so quickly. Um, so, you know, the news is freaking out. That's, that's pretty normal. That happens, right? The clients are freaking out. That happened very quickly. The agents are freaking out. They're starting to hang up their licenses. I mean, like, I, I feel like the last couple of years has been this roller coaster of like overreact, overcorrect, overreact, overcorrect. Um, yeah. you know, but it's, it's wild out there and it's really tough right now, like mindset wise. So, you know, we thought we should kind of talk about that today. Um, you know, be real, be honest about how we're feeling, what's going on. I mean, um, I know it's affecting me, uh, you know, oh, it's affecting me for sure. <laughs> you know, I, I actually have detoxed from the news. Yeah. Um, you know, as much as possible, just because, I can't take it, honestly. Um, but then, you know, I think I'm going to have to go a step further and detox from some stuff. You know, our job is to be on social media. So, you know, it's difficult to detox from that. Um, but I think I'm going to have to detox from some groups or maybe some people on social media, too, because yeah, it's it's killing me. Here's the thing. Like, whether you have a good attitude about what's going on right now, a positive attitude or a bad attitude, it's not changing anything. So you can either go at it with the best possible mindset 
or you can just doom and gloom it like everybody else is doing. Like no one wants to be upset and angry and scared and going to a therapist every day because we don't know what we're fucking doing next week. Like whether you whether you act crazy or mean to other agents or you don't, it doesn't change the way the market is right now. You can't change that. So maybe just have a more positive attitude because at least you'll be taking it better than everybody else. So yeah, I mean, I just don't. Okay, so yesterday I saw a real estate agent, a prominent real estate agent. This is all first of all, I think we have to kind of separate like who's still in production and who's not. And that's not a diss against anyone who's not in production or anyone who is, but like people who aren't in production are typically talking about business in this business from like a higher level. And so their opinions are different. They're not down in the trenches with you. Like, you know, we are, that's a different mindset. That's a different like place yeah. that they're coming from. Right. So this was a prominent real estate agent, someone who is still very much entrenched in production, leading a team of people go on his social media and I just happen to be scrolling because that's our job. Um, you know, and he said, this is just a teaser to what's going to happen in the real estate market. It's going to be a bloodbath next year. It's going to be an effing shit show. I hope you guys, you know, put all arms and legs inside the ride and just hold on because it's going to be ah, doom and gloom horrible. And, you know, I'm having this very visceral physical reaction now. Yeah. Every time I scroll past something like that and I'm like, you know, and I have to stop and like check my mindset, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But, you know, that was my first reaction was like, whoa, that doesn't feel good. Now I'm in a death spiral. Right. Mentally. And then my second reaction was, wait a minute, why is this guy posting this? Like, what, what is the, what is he receiving from putting that negativity out there into the world? I don't know if he's trying to like calm himself down validate himself but you know he's just freaking everyone out and he's not just freaking out real estate agents he's freaking right. out his own clients that see that yeah. you know so i i don't understand what is that about honestly like i wonder if i'm i saw the same one that you did <laughs> um because i have somebody here in my market that just did the same thing this morning and i'm like what is your agenda here and then i realized oh this guy buys distressed properties and buys short sales and foreclosures and buys houses where people um, are up against a wall. And if he can try to force more people to feel like the sky is falling, Mm. maybe he can get a better deal on some houses. Um, that's the only rationale I can find, but you're going to see these types of people. And, And it's like, in my experience, it's always the people that like barely graduated high school, let alone know dick about our market, um, and where it's going that always have the most to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm like, you know, you don't know what's going to happen, whether the Fed raises rates again or they don't. We can't control that. So you got to figure out how to rebound from that. You got to figure out how to work around it. And like having that kind of negative mindset and what you're putting out there on social media, like people are going to take notice of that. No one wants to work with like sad Sandy all the fucking time. Like, or they just don't want to, they don't want to work at all. That's the other thing. They're they're just right now, like, okay, I'll stay out of the market buying or selling because it's a bloodbath. Like he said, my trusted advisor. Yeah. Who I get my real estate information from has said it's a bloodbath. So I'll just, Mm -hmm. you know, it's it's not helping. It's, 
hey, who's got Taylor Swift tickets? Like, honestly, like, if you're going to buy those tickets and you can't afford to put food on your table, like, we have a priority issue. Like, you could be buying a home with what those tickets cost. Like, I don't get that, but whatever. Um, especially right now, like, buyers can get some really good deals on houses. You know, like, sellers want to sell. If they're on the market, they want to sell their house. So if the sellers want to sell and buyers want to buy, they can probably buy at a pretty damn good deal. Mm -hmm. But that's not the narrative that's being told right now, even though that's really what it is. I do agree with you that the people who are the most negative uh, are the loudest. Oh, yeah. For sure. So, like, I, you know, that makes me sit here and wonder um, why there isn't more listen, like I get, you know, it's difficult to like pull positivity out of your ass when you're feeling really negative or when the market may not be that positive. But I mean, there are still ways to, to put out a more positive narrative, right? Like, first of all, we always talk on the show about going back to the data, right? We slow down historically every time we go into this fourth quarter all across the United States, right? So there's data that shows that, there's data that shows what might happen next year, there's data that shows why it's a good time to buy and sell. Um, you know, I just like, it's it's blowing my mind that I'm seeing agents on a daily basis, like running through the social media streets with their pants down and their hair on fire, screaming and yelling fire, you know? So like, first of all, let's stop that. But second of all, let's talk about what happens when you're coming across that all day long, because like, I will tell you, oh, it's so crazy. Like, I will tell you, okay, so Angela and I both worked absolutely through, you know, the, the great recession, the big recession. Um, and I never felt like this. No. I never felt like this. I never felt this, like, giant impending doom or, like, how am I going to, oh, maybe I shouldn't buy Christmas presents this year because right. I'm going to need to save it next year. You know, I, I just feel like. It is really rough emotionally and mentally out there right now. Are you feeling that too? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think that it's because people don't know if the sky is still falling, quote unquote, or if it's done. Like if the rock bottom has already been hit and they're coming back up, they can't tell. We can't tell. Like no one knows. So there's uncertainty, like a ton of it. And there's kind of a lack of hope right now um, from a lot of people, not just real estate world, but the whole economy. Uh, right now, you know, have you gone to the grocery store for Thanksgiving? Have you seen how expensive stuff is? Mm -hmm. um, I mean, that's scary to a lot of people. So coupling that with, okay, now I have this super high payment on a house that I now own instead of rent, but should I be buying right now or should I be saving my money to be able to pay for gas and food and life necessities? Yeah. I mean, I, I think that, um, yeah, I mean, it's two things, right? Like people are really afraid of what happens next. And so they're afraid to make a decision that would increase their monetary burdens. Right. But then they're also afraid, not afraid, they're also hopeful that the market is going to completely crash and we're going to go down 20, 30% because there are some outlets reporting shit like that, right? So yeah. it's a simultaneous, like, maybe I shouldn't increase my monthly bills why do I want to increase my interest rate combined with, well, I mean, maybe my, this house that I would like would be 50 grand, 60, a hundred grand less next year. Hi Marisol. Um, Marisol says, Oh, 
It's keeping the eye of the tiger, which she says means inner strength, faith, and resilience. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just, but how do we, how do we find inner strength, faith, and resilience? Because I, like, I'm not joking you. I'm struggling and we're just being very candid here for the first time in my whole 21 year career. Like I am really struggling with my mindset and I'm like a speaker who gets up on stages professionally and tells people how to deal with their mindset, you know? Um, you know, I think the first thing is you've got to watch for those people that are in your feed or in your world and, you know, just snooze them. Like you don't have to make the commitment of unfriending them. You don't have to block them. Snooze them for 30 days. You know, if you see a super negative post like that, snooze it. Yeah. You know, they won't know whether it's, you know, the public or another real estate agent. Um, I don't know. I mean, get out of the groups, I think, you know, it's just like, I would say also be really careful about what you're posting and you're going to attract what you post, you know, and you're going to see what people are reacting to that. Everyone needs those positive posts right now. And not a lot of people are putting them out. I can tell you every time I post something, it seems like it's shared like 30 times or I get messages like, oh my God, I needed to hear that today. Like something small like that is a big deal. And these are our colleagues and we're all struggling. So I feel like right now being kinder to each other is kind of a really big deal. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I feel like it's to the point where we almost need like a group that's just for positivity because right. it is so pervasively negative. And, um, you know, yeah, like it's, it's getting to me. I mean, I have definitely, and listen, like I've been in this business 21 years. I have definitely had moments. I'm not joking you. Like my kid wants a dog for Christmas. The dog is very expensive because did you know that like you can't even buy a, a dog that's not like thousands of dollars now? No, I know. Yeah. So my child wants a dog and I have literally been like, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't get a dog for him for Christmas because it's thousands of dollars and maybe we need to save our money for, you know, the, I, and here's what I will say. The only other time that I've ever felt like that ever is when COVID first hit. Yeah. I had signed a contract to remodel my master bathroom in my personal home. COVID hit. They shut down the real estate market. I panicked. I was like, oh my God, I can't spend that money on the bathroom. I need to pull back and like hold all my money and have a freak out. And, and I freaked out. And that was the only other time in my 21 year career where I freaked out. And if that isn't interesting, like the connection there that this feels as scary as the beginning of the pandemic, however you feel about the pandemic now, different story. But you know, that those first couple of weeks where we all thought we were really going to die and the whole world was going to turn into zombies and it was going to be like an apocalypse movie. This feels as scary as that. Yeah. It really does. And so first of all, if you're, if you're struggling, you're not alone. Like that's, that's what I would say. You know, everybody is right now. Yeah. It's okay to reach out to a therapist. Like it really is. And it's really healthy for you. Um, I mean, I did that last week. Um, you know, I was just in a really bad place mentally and I wasn't sharing it with anybody, but I was really like angry and frustrated with myself that I didn't set myself up better how I, that's how I felt, um, mm. to make sure that I don't have extra stress during a time like this, where I should have had more saved and I didn't have enough saved. And so I had more stress. So I was like, you know what, at this point, I just need to call a therapist because I'm like being really difficult on myself and really hard on myself and I need to stop. Um, that's not helping anything. So 
But I want you guys to know it's really okay to call them and it's really normal and it should be more normalized um, and talked about um, because it's really the only way you're going to feel better, honestly. Like, I'm living with mine tomorrow, um, you know, so like, uh, yeah, Angela and I are both like, we're big fans of antidepressants. We're big fans yeah. of whatever you need to do in order to feel good. It's the holidays. You might want to call in a refill. Hello. <laughs> on some you, of those just, you just stuff your turkey with some Xanax. There's no judgment here. We'll be fine. Right. Slide that right in there with the butter and the rosemary. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Calm down the whole table. But yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's really, it is interesting to me that this feels probably the most intense, one of the most intense, like panics, negatives, um, scary moments that I think that we've had as a collective industry, maybe ever, if it's historically the fastest yeah. things have happened, you know? Um, and, and it's, you know, I mean, I, I am, I made a post about this on our homegirls page the other day. You know, I saw a post from a woman who was like, I don't know what to do. Maybe I should just hang up my license. Um, you know, I'm so afraid. I don't know how I'm going to do Christmas for my kids or even pay my bills next year. My husband's furious. He wants me to go back and get a real job, you know? So there's, there's just a lot of that going on. And I think this is that pivotal moment. And I'm saying this to myself as much as I'm saying it to you or anyone else is, this is that pivotal moment where you decide who you are. You decide what you're made of and you decide what's next. You know, you can lay down, which, which I did for a solid like two weeks. I'll just be honest, you know, lay down in like your negativity and your, your sadness and your doom and gloom and just like wrap up in it like a cozy, happy blanket and not get out of bed. I had a good solid two weeks of that. Or you can get up and decide that who you are isn't dependent on any type of market. And you're just going to do what you need to do in order to thrive, you know, like screw even surviving, like thrive. Um, it is tough that I think that's part of the reason that I like shut down for a good solid two weeks. It's really tough that we've come off this time of insanity yeah. where I think a lot of us thought that we were just going to get to coast and chill. And now we have to ratchet everything up times a million. It's exhausted. We're exhausted. Yeah. We're tired, you know? Um, and I think that's part of it too. And so, um, you know, people talk about self-care for me. The first part of self-care is get as much of that negativity out as you can. Um, you know, I like I have a one of my best friends in the whole world is literally the most negative human being on planet Earth. Like I can't listen to him. He's a lender. I love him dearly. He's brilliant. But like, I literally feel like I'm going to fall off a cliff and die of despair every time I talk to him, you know? So now I have a rule where I'm like, we're not talking about real estate or the market. I'm sorry. I love you. We can talk about anything else. We're not talking about real estate in the market. So, you know, really pump the brakes on anything that is bringing negativity into your life. Put up boundaries with people that are talking about that stuff. Yeah. Um, I would say find people that are positive, but that's a little difficult right now. So maybe just find people you can be honest with and yeah. share, you know, where you're really at and how you're really feeling. Although Marisol said, and I don't know about this group, so I'm going to look at this um, and po post the link in here, but the be encouraged Facebook group helps with that. I don't know about that group. So I'm going to um, look that up for us, but 
I would say too, in markets like this, where there's so much doom and gloom and there's so many objections and problems for people, if you can figure out how to come in there and solve some of those problems, you are going to be just fine. Um, so I created a staging and design company that I've told you guys about, and that's solving a lot of problems for a lot of realtors right now. Those houses are selling for so much, like so much more and so much faster right now that that side of my, of my businesses is like going gangbusters. I think we have like 10 stages this week. That's a lot, um, for the week of Thanksgiving. So, um, I think that, you know, if you can start finding solutions to problems in any market, you're going to be fine. Like you're going to be always busy. Um, and you know, our, our other side of our company, not the real estate side, but our building side is pretty crazy too, because most people are like, we got to sell this house. And if your house looks like shit right now, it's either not going to sell, it's just going to sit and you're going to have to sell it to an investor and you're at their mercy, which is terrible. Mm -hmm. uh, or it's going to sell for way under what they want it to. So that side of the company is also like a crazy gangbusters type of thing right now. Like we've got like tons of projects going on right now. So that kind of thing is super important in a market like this, where every house, if you want to sell it, it has to be the nicest house in that price point in the neighborhood. Um, otherwise, it might sit for a while. So that's what you're up against right now. And that's that's the challenge. I do see a lot of traffic happening this week um, because everybody's off of work. So it's a great, great time to capitalize on it and not take the week off. Um, I'm seeing a ton of people taking like all week off because Thanksgiving's on Thursday. Like what? That makes no sense to me. Okay. But can we back up for like two seconds on what you just said? Um, I say what you just said again. There's a lot of traffic happening this week. People have to get used to houses sitting on the market. Guys. Yeah. And I know we're supposed to be talking about mindset, but um, a house sitting 30 to 60 days on the market is not doom and gloom okay average days on market in the united states is 67 days historically anything less than 90 days is still considered a seller's market yeah i don't understand like okay so talking about like getting your head right mindset self-care like to me self-care would be reading yourself affirmations when you go to list a property i'm not kidding that are like it's okay for this property to sit on the market for 30 days after average days on market, I'm going to receive an offer. You know, like it's, we have to, we've got to pivot our minds about the fact that things are going to sit longer and that is okay. And we have to stop panicking ourselves, stop panicking our clients um, about it and stop doing price reductions after like week one. You don't do a price reduction until you hit average days on market today. And if average days on market today is 90 days, you don't reduce your price until after 90 days, right? So um, I think self-care is literally expectation setting for everybody. Yeah, and for yourself too. Like go into your MLS and look at how long everything is sitting and then expect that you're going to sit probably 10 days longer than that because it's the holidays, 10 to 14 days longer than that. And just yeah. be okay with that. Like that is a huge panic reliever just to know that you're not isolated that it's not you that you didn't do something wrong that your clients aren't going to come for your throat because you didn't sell after two days you know that that it doesn't mean that you're never going to sell that house and that you're never going to make a pay you know like just what's great about setting that expectation that it's going to take a lot longer right now and that's normal 
is if you are able to sell it a lot quicker, you're going to look like a superhero. Okay. Like it's going to happen. <laughs> um, so sometimes that does happen. You know, if you're like in the perfect storm of, you know, I saw it, I saw it in the neighborhood everybody wants at a price point that's not absorbent, exorbitantly expensive, you might get an offer pretty quickly. And you're I, like, Holy shit. Really? I wrote on a deal over the weekend that had seven offers, $200,000 above list guys. And this is what's, we didn't get it because we were contingent, which I mean, it's just so like, how do you pivot your brain from like, oh, let's go $100,000 less to, oh, let's go $200,000. It's so crazy right now. You just have to learn how to roll with the punches. But yeah, I mean, if you do make it go faster, you will be a rock star. But the reality is you've got to, you're going to sit on market. It means you probably need to check in with your clients every single day, at least every couple of days, a couple of times a week. You need to check in with yourself constantly, right? Like I will sell this house. I will get an offer and it's okay that it's been on the market 30 or 45 days. Yeah. I'm thinking about, so I know that a lot of us just drive around with St. Joseph's just rolling around the seats underneath the seats of our car. Um, and I was thinking about like getting a St. Joseph keychain that I can just keep with me. <laughs> Just stuff them down in your bra. Hold on to that guy. Like I don't think he wants to go down there. Make, make uh, love to the St. Joe. If you don't know about St. Joseph, go get you some St. Joseph's off Amazon. Um, let's talk about the mindset of do I quit? Do I not? Do I get a second job? Do I not? Okay, so let's like talk about that for a minute because that's really uh-huh. real that people are going through right now. Um, first of all, I would just like to say like, you have permission to do whatever you need to do to get yourself and your family through yeah. this time. You should not feel bad about that. Um, you know, like I was talking to an agent over the weekend who said, I'm going to need a second job. Um, I don't have a choice, but she said, you know, the only, only things that I've been given are retail jobs and I'm scared to death that if I take a retail job, my clients could walk in another agent could walk in and see that I'm working at, you know, Ross um, or at, you know, whatever King Supers, the grocery store. And um, it would hurt my legitimacy as a real estate agent. Right. So like you have permission to do whatever um, you need to do. We are in an environment where there's cool stuff out there. There's DoorDash, there's Uber, you can drive for Lyft, you can, you know, do Instacart, you can do all kinds of things. So that's nice. Um, I I'll back it up, you know, like, let's, let's be real. Let's be super honest. Let's go back to the the great recession. Um, there was a winter where I did Santa Claus photos. So I worked at the local mall for um, the, the Santa people and, you know, helped people pay their money and process their photos and stuff. Um, I did it in my town. I spoke to a lot of people about real estate not sure I can directly connect any deals later on to that, but you know, I was always talking about real estate, but I, I did take a part-time job. Like, you know um, I didn't have a choice. I was a single mom with a small child. I could not pay the electrical bill or food if I didn't. And so, you know, you have permission to do whatever it is you need to do. That does not make you a, a terrible real estate agent, right, Angela? No, it makes you a great provider for your family that you're willing to do whatever it takes to put food on your table. Yeah, I agree. So, you know, I think people, like they need to go back and remember, why did you want to become a realtor in the first place? Like what drives you to want to do this for a living? And if the answer is money, then you need to just 
probably hang it up because like that's like if that's the only thing driving you that that makes you want to be a realtor like that's not it's not enough right now well and hang on she doesn't mean right now when people are afraid and they legitimately need a paycheck she doesn't mean that right. she means if that's all you ever cared about right yeah like when I first got my license, I got a real estate license because I wanted to be a realtor my entire life. When I was three years old, I was taking pictures of the model home my parents were buying um, at Pulte when I was a kid. Like, I've always wanted to be a realtor. Um, I wanted to help people. Um, and that's why I got a real estate license. It wasn't because I was like, oh, every realtor in town is making a shitload of money. That's why I want to be a realtor. And like when agents are asking me right now, they're like, hey, I'm thinking about getting my license. I'm like, why? Why, why do you want to be a realtor? And why do you think that all of a sudden you're going to be different than all of us that, you know, a lot of us are struggling right now. Why do you think now's a good time to get into it? And just asking people questions, ask yourself those questions. Why do you want to stay with this? Why do you want to be a realtor? You know, that's, Absolutely. that's important for you to be able to answer that. Uh, and that's, what's going to carry that mission. That purpose is, is what carries you through hard times, right? Otherwise you could be one of the, you know, NAR estimates that, 50% of the millions yeah. of agents that are licensed in the United States could hang up their license in the next year. Mm -hmm. If you have a mission, you have a purpose, you're probably far less, less likely to do that. But, um, you know, taking a second job, taking a full-time job, being a part-time real estate agent, you know, I don't know. That's, that's hard. Like I, I hope, listen, this is like, People will yell at me for this. They're going to come for me for this, I'm sure. But like, we're just being brutally honest. Um, we have been through the shit far fucking worse than what's happening right now. Um, but, you know, so we're just being honest. But like, did you guys know, everybody should know that there are companies out there, I'm going to get yelled at for this for sure, that will advance your commission. Like everybody should know this, right? So there, you know, you can go online, you can Google commission advance. If you have questions about who's more legitimate than others, there are better ones out there. Like just PM us, we'll help you with it. But, um, you know, these companies, if you have a transaction that's under contract, these companies will charge you. It's a pretty small fee and they'll advance you a certain percentage of your commission. It's, it's a good amount of, it's usually like at least half of your commission, half to 75% of your commission. They'll advance it to you. And then, you know, they'll take that back at closing. They charge a couple hundred dollars. Um, you know, I just think like everybody should also know that, that that's out there too. It's not like a payday loan, you know, where they're charging you extreme gross amounts of money. Um, it's pretty legitimate. A lot of actually real estate brokerage, like my broker brokerage has one where we do it in house. Um, you know, so maybe versus like going out and getting a second job, you just double down and focus really hard on getting someone under contract and, and you use that commission advance to get you to the next deal. Uh -huh. you know? um, but yeah, like I just want people to know that that, that stuff is out there. Yeah. Okay. And if you, if you love real estate, but you want more stability with pay, you can look at some of the builders because right now, guess who's hiring now? Weirdly, the builders are, and a lot of them pay a salary plus commission. So that's where Lindsay and I both started. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. And you build a great client base that you have for the rest of your life. So 
look at that as well. A lot of them are hiring um, and they do pay pretty well. I love that. Or look up um, doing TC work. Like you could, yep. you know, if you know your contract in your state, you can easily be a transaction coordinator for someone else, um, for other agents in your area for a while, uh, you know, or maybe even an assistant, an ISA. Like um, we talked last week. Here's another one that I feel like people will come for us for. We talked last week about teams. Yeah, um, you can join a team. Join a team. You know, in this market, you guys are so lucky. We didn't, Angela and I, when we started in this business, teams literally weren't a thing. They did not exist. They've only been a thing the last 10 years, maybe really prominent the last six or seven. But, you know, there are teams, obviously, interview carefully, vet them carefully because you're hiring them, right? But, you know, go through a team if they have leads to offer you or if they have mentorship and training on the places where you feel like you could be doing better to generate leads for yourself that's huge you know yeah. a team can be a great thing to do you might end up loving it permanently and want to stay there there's nothing wrong with being a solo practitioner and joining a team yep at all no i think that's a great idea i mean i literally just started um buying leads for my people so um I started a team so that I have some people to follow up on those for me. So that's something that a lot of agents I think are going to start doing here now. Um, so they can build that team out over the, over the winter. My busiest time of year is literally like December 30th through like March. Like that's the busiest time for me because for whatever reason, it seems like right now, most realtors don't want to work, especially mm -hmm. this week. But like when they start back next week on Monday, Sometimes they're just going to be like, mm, I don't really feel like it. <laughs> and then the next week they don't really feel like it. And they don't really feel like it until January. Um, so if you're still working right now and you're working and hitting it hard, um, you're still going to be probably ahead of everybody else. Well, that's um, a huge, I mean, this is a huge thing that you're saying, right? So like real estate is a 90 day business. Yep. The, the activities that you take today typically will show up 90 days in the future, right? So most agents go to sleep around November 1st and they wake up January 1st and they, they start working. Um, but if you start January 1st, when do you see your next few, you know, March, when, April. you're going to see it in March and April. Um, you know, if you need a paycheck in January, you need to be working now. now. Right. And also in my opinion, because of the way that the market is right now, if you are not doing the work, now, then come January, the people that have been doing the work are going to take all the business because the market will wake up around the first of the year. And you need to be connecting with your people and building a pipeline essentially for, for the springtime, right? Um, Alex said, hello, homegirls. I love Alex. Alex is so cute. He sent me a, uh, we're going to pause here for a second. He sent me a message on Facebook and said, fuck you guys for saying that I can't give out Thanksgiving pies because I just bought <laughs> a load of pies. Um, we love you, Alex. That was not the actual, that, that was not the point behind the sentiment. Angela was just saying like, do something, make sure, yeah, do something. like make sure that you're doing something, right? So for those yeah. giving out pies, we salute you. We love you. I love pies. He salutes you, I don't salute you. <laughs> Alex, write Angela a message and say, fuck you, Angela. Instead yeah, that's of fine. I'll take it. I'll write it in my DMs. 
Um, yeah, so, you know, next week we're going to have um, Susanna Madrano back on the show. We're going to do a whole scripts and dialogues, like live role play. And I'm super excited about that because like part, I feel a little bit, tell me if, if you feel like I'm wrong, Ange, but I feel a little bit like, you know, we keep telling agents you need to work. Like now's the time when you need to work. But I feel like a lot of agents are like, oh, what, what, is the, what is the work? You know, um, and so like, I'm not going to lie. I felt a little bit like that too, because we haven't had to do these things in years and years and years. Um, so next week we're going to really dig into like, what is the work that you should be doing right now? But, um, objections, I think too. Um, yeah. And what should you be doing right now? If you're not busy, what are some things that you should be doing? What can you be doing? Especially this week, because right now, between now and December 31st, every freaking builder on the planet is dropping any price. Everything's negotiable because it's they're trying to win some awards next yeah. year for production. So every builder does this. Um, Lindsay and I just have intimate knowledge of it because we watched it happen from inside. Um, but they're all trying to close as many transactions as they physically can so that the scoreboard that they all use shows them up a little bit higher than somebody else so right now is a really good time to advertise for those builders and to maybe even sit the model um you know when the when the regular salesperson isn't there so i would look at that too and go go visit and see what um, inventory homes they have and what incentives you can negotiate for clients you should be writing holiday cards um you know we've been talking about this the last few weeks when you are short on business what do you have an abundance of time Right. Yeah. So use that time um, in a constructive way. Right. So like you should be writing holiday cards to everybody. A great touch at the end of the year is to send um, settlement statements, closing disclosures to anybody that bought or sold with you over 2022 so that they have that uh, information to provide to their accountant for taxes. Right. Um, a lot of people do. I've been saving like the cutest Christmas touches. There's a group. Um, I'm going to go back. I'll link the group that Marisol mentioned. And then there's also a group for Popeyes on Facebook that I'll link in, in here. Um, but both of those, like that Popeye group has really cute, really cheap yeah. stuff um, that you could use for a Christmas touch. Um, you know, but yeah, I mean, this is, this is a time for sure to be prospecting and also, in my opinion, brushing up on your market knowledge, right? Like be watching yeah. your MLS, be looking at what's actually happening with how much properties are actually discounting so you can get a pulse on, you know, how much you can offer, what's really going on. Look at how, how high average days on market really are. Go through your systems, clean stuff up, get stuff ready, you know? I think also just engaging with your sphere. There's so much out there right now that you could be doing. Like this week is Thanksgiving. You could be posting some recipes, getting some interaction. Um, like I posted about cranberry sauce and shit went viral um, because I'm like, can cranberry sauce is the shit. Um, and cranberry chutney tastes like crap. And apparently everybody agreed or didn't agree, but everyone shared it. So, um, you know, random things like that, you can get a ton of engagement. And it's really interesting to see like what kind of traditions your clients have that might be different from yours. Um, and you've got tons and tons of resources around town right now. Everybody's putting out Christmas stuff. Um, you can talk to a designer about how they would set a Thanksgiving table, how they set up a Christmas tree, 
Um, small things like that will give you great content and good good reasons to connect with your sphere uh, over the holiday season. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going to ask you now what you're doing for self care because that's also something that <laughs> we're terrible at, but um, you know that should be a part of your routine heavily right now. But in my opinion, before we jump into that prospecting, getting in action, that is one of the highest forms of self-care, in my opinion. It is often the most difficult to do when you're in a really bad place emotionally, but just taking action mm -hmm. on something is enormous self-care because it makes you feel better. It makes you probably, you know, if you're filming videos, even if you don't know if anyone's going to watch them, you're doing your hair, you're doing your makeup, it's helpful with self-confidence. It's just, yeah. you know, action, it really makes you feel better. So in my opinion, that's definitely self-care, but what else? Um, I mean, are... sometimes just getting up and getting out of bed, making your bed, right. uh, that's a big deal, you know, some days and talking about that, like talk about real shit on social media. Like the less fake you are, the more engagement you're going to get um, because people see through that fake shit for real. Uh, so if you're posting about real shit, like things that you're struggling with, like I have a I'm having, you know, a stressful time with weight loss. So it's not easy. Um, so posting about that is, is important to me that people can see that it's not just them. Um, the more people can connect with you on different levels, the more it will come back around for your business eventually. Um, but I pride myself on being pretty damn real on social media. There's really not anything that I would hide from people. Um, but I think that kind of thing right now is really important and authenticity is something that people are looking for. Well, I mean, everyone's struggling, right? It, it doesn't, um, the emotion, like the mental state of the entire country right now, the world is horrific. So, you know, if you're struggling, they're struggling. Everybody's struggling. Right. It may not be like the same trigger points, but yeah, I mean, that is help and advisement in its own way, letting your community know that you're there for them, that they're not yeah. alone, you know? Um, I think that's, that's super important. I'm big on affirmations. I said a minute ago, I have the friend who's like beyond negative Nancy. Like when I listen to him, I literally want to just jump off my roof head first and just get it over with. Um, so what I've done is like, I've written down two things. I'll tell you what they are. They're probably really stupid, but, um, you know, every time that I hear someone say like, Oh my God, the market's going to, you know, freak the fuck out. Blah, blah, blah. I, I have no idea why, but this is what I'm saying. And it just makes me feel better. I'm saying I am going to make a million dollars in the next 12 months. Mm -hmm. No idea why that popped into my brain. I don't even think what you say intention wise is super important. It's just like, it pulls you out of that negativity into like, okay, I'm not going to die. And that's all it is. Right. Like, you right. know, so every time someone is like, oh my God, everybody is going to go out of business and you know, this is just a taste and it's going to get worse and worse and worse. I just keep saying, I'm going to make a million dollars in the next 12 months. Yeah. You know, so thought replacement for me is a huge thing. So having something that is written down that I know the exact words to that I can say to myself every single time that I hear a negative thing that puts me in that negative thought pattern, that's huge for me. Um, you know, I have a couple of them like that, that I'm saying just to replace those negative thoughts with something else. Yeah. And I would say too, right now, the more you can put back into your business, 
uh, right now, instead of just saving it, is much better for you. It's terrifying. It's scary. But it's the same thing that you would do if the market was good. So mm. keep doing those habits that you've had when the market was good. Even if you have to refinance your house right now and pull out some equity so that you have a nest egg and you have a buffer, do that so that you have a, you're in a better place mentally. So you can stop focusing on that, which is now becoming a distraction for everything that you do all day and focus more on what you should be doing. Um, and you know what those things are. So I think that that like getting your numbers in line right now, especially at the end of the year, um, most people are doing goal setting, but my husband and I, I think today or tomorrow, which I'm not really looking forward to, but it's important. Um, we're doing budget planning for the year. Um, you know, we're looking at where we are financially and where we want to be and what we need to do to get there. Um, and those are things that I think you guys as family should be doing, um, not just for your business, but your personal life as well. So. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, what else do you do for self-care when you're really stressed I'm out? Shit at self-care. Like I'm terrible at it. I, I honestly, I work myself until my body shuts down. Um, like the only thing I can think of that I've done for myself for self-care is I go to these shady ass massage places because I don't have to have an appointment. Um, they're usually in strip malls. They usually smell funny. Um, and it's like $40 for like an hour and you'll get like a half-ass massage, but it gives you some time to get away. And then I go get my nails done. That's literally all I do, um, for self-care right now. And I get some decent sleep. Um, I got myself a nice mattress and so I get some pretty good sleep at night. So that's literally it right now. What would you do if you weren't busy? What would you do if you had absolutely no business and, and you weren't busy and Josh got up every day and went to work and you were just stuck in the house? What would you do? I think that I would fall into a really shitty spiral of just sitting in bed, watching trash TV all day and eating crap food and not going to the gym, not going to the trainer. Like, I don't think for me, um, allowing myself to feel like I'm not busy is not an option for me. I will start another business to keep myself occupied. Um, so let's, let's go with like, oh, most of the aging community is in that spiral right now. So let's say you are in that spiral. Um, you're not starting another business, but like real estate, what would you do? What would you, you got to get up at some point. So with the day that you're like, I'm going to get up and do something, you have nothing to do. What would you do? I would get up, make myself some coffee, um, go sit on my back patio and write down what I want to accomplish today. And then I would systematically go through it and start accomplishing things. Um, you know, if I wanted to go and make five social media posts about different homes around town that are coming up, I wanted to reach out to some agents about some open houses that they had some listings that nobody had an open house for this weekend. And I wanted to sit them. I would do that. Um, there's so many things you guys can be doing. You just have to physically do it. Um, but those are all habits that you should be having all the time. It's just really hard to do it when you're busy. Um, or when you're in a death spiral and you yeah. have a, you have a hard time getting yourself up off the you couch. You got to get out of it. Like it, the longer you stay there, the harder it is to get out. It's like quicksand. Uh, and, and we've been there guys. Like, you know, it is quicksand. There's a shitload of good Netflix stuff on TV. Let yourself fall apart for a little bit, but at some point you, you know, you do have to decide to get back up, um, you know, and, and what Angela is saying is action again, like the, the killer of, I feel like shit and I'm in a death spiral is action. It doesn't even matter what the action is. I'll tell another story. So 
and I'm sure Angela has tons of stories too. So back during the big recession, um, actually during the time that I was working for the Santa Claus people, when I took a part-time job, right? Um, I was in the death spiral, like bad, bad, bad. I think I'd stayed in the house for like three weeks straight. And finally I was like, okay, today's the day I'm going to get up. I'm going to get out of this house, put on makeup. I'm going to do my hair. I'm going to do something. And I had no idea what to do. There was nothing going on. So I just set some showings. This is a true story. I set like six showings and I just went in each house. I did, you know, I filmed a video for social media on one of them. I didn't even end up posting it because I was in that bad of a death spiral. And like the fifth or sixth house that I was just walking through, totally lost in my mind, the somebody pulled up to the house and said, are you a real estate agent? Can you show this house to us? And I did. And I, I sold them that house. And now they've been clients of mine for 20 years, 15 years, you know, so um, getting into action does bring it, it, it does something right. Like it just, yeah, it brings positivity. It makes you feel better. You just have to get up and do something. I think we have maybe having an accountability partner right now. Yeah. Would be a big deal or like a mental health partner right now, even just someone that you can, you know, text in the morning and say like, Hey, I'm having a really hard day. And that person may say to you, okay, I want you to get up and walk around the block twice. Yeah. I want you to go visit a builder model home. I want you to jump in the MLS and look for this type of stuff. Um, if anyone needs an accountability partner, we're here for you guys. Message us. Maybe we should start a whole homegirls accountability group. I don't know. But, um, you know, that, that dust file is very, very real. And I love how Angela said, get into action. How did you survive the big recession? I know this answer because I've known you since then, but. I mean, that's when I started to get really heavy into Facebook. I learned everything I could possibly learn about starting Facebook groups. And I created communities all over town. We still worked for the builder at the time. Um, but I created those Facebook pages and I was able to market to people way before other realtors figured out how to use that platform well. Um, so I engaged with people on there. Um, something I'd be doing right now if I'm not good at, which I'm not, and something I am focusing on right now is uh, doing some videos um, of properties and trying to figure out how to become okay with the sound of my own voice. You'd think after this long of doing the podcast that I would be like, oh, okay, that's me. Um, but no, uh, I hate hearing my own voice. Um, I don't like how I look on camera. And if it's not perfect, I won't post it. So I need to get over that. And that's something that I'm going to be working on this week um, is posting some different videos to different platforms, TikTok, Instagram, all of that shit. Um, learning about reels um, and why they seem to have a different algorithm than um, just regular posting. Um, learning about all of that fun stuff. So um, those are things that I think are really important. And there's so much that you can do right now. Just go feature businesses. Every business in town is hurting um, because prices are going up. They're profit margins going down. So the more you can, you know, get out there in the community and meet people and help promote business, um, for other, other restaurants, shopping for Christmas, any, anything like that, anything you can do to help the community, it's going to come back to you. So I would post about that kind of thing right now. Um, also, um, Christmas gifts in general are tough for people. Uh, I would challenge you to do something a little bit different this year, not just for budget reasons, but um, something that my family incorporated that I really, it takes so much stress off of me, um, is we just, instead of going um, and buying whole shitload of gifts my kids are not going to play with, 
anymore. We go on a trip and we take Christmas to figure out where we're going to go for the next year and when we're going to go. And then I have extra time to save for that trip. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so something to look forward to. Yeah. So I don't have to spend all that money up front right now, next month. You know, I can put some away. I can put a thousand dollars down on my trip and then save for it the next, you know, five or six months and then go on a trip. So if you're having budget concerns, that's also a really good way to do that. And that's something that you're going to have memories for the rest of your life. It's not, you know, not that there's anything wrong with iPads or whatever, but, you know, our kids have enough um, at this point. They have enough technology. I don't want them to have any more than they already have. So um, I think creating memories and and that kind of thing is more important right now, especially in a market and a economy like we have right now. So, yeah, I just I want people to know that they're not alone. That yeah. the struggle is, I keep sharing stories, like these are like really embarrassing stories, but uh, what you said about making videos in that period, this is all the same period. During, I think it was like 2007, 2008. Yeah, 2008. Single mom, struggling, you know, we're in the great recession. It's really bad. Um, in that same period, I, I started doing, I was doing open houses. Not one fucking human came into those open houses ever. And I was sitting them every Saturday, every Sunday, you know, for months and months and no one came in. And so finally I just started like picking up my camera, which back then, like you didn't have a camera phone. It's absolutely fucking ridiculous. But, you know, picking up my camera and just like walking through the house and just like narrating it and posting it to Facebook. And what's really funny is like I have clients today that will call me and say, we're ready to buy or sell. And we're calling you because I remember all those property videos that you used to post back in the day, which is hilarious because they didn't get any views. Nobody liked it. Nobody showed up to the open house. So, you know, putting in the work does return it out. It's just a law of the universe, right? So like stop obsessing about how your voice sounds, how you look, put it out there. Um, actually what's really interesting is if you watch what's, you know, really viral, like on TikTok and Instagram right now, it's no one's wearing makeup. They're very, very real and raw. It's very authentic, like Angela said. But, um, you know, put that stuff out there. Like, stop worrying about how many people like it. Just keep putting it out there. Yeah. Anything, literally anything you can post about. And if you think about social media as you are basically a TV show that people are subscribing to, um, you need to give them something to watch and something to follow and a reason to engage and come back every day. So... I, that's what I think about when I'm posting things. So I love that. I'm not I posting a lot of like, which kitchen do you like better ever? Um, so I would rather go to a kitchen uh, at a model home and find out why they did these things. It's a brand new model. Here's the cool things that are out this year for kitchens. That's much better for engagement than which kitchen do you like better? Agreed. Um, one last question. This is a rough one. I just, again, I want people to know they're not alone. And like, we've been through stuff. Everyone's been through stuff. Um, and then you can't make it to the other side. What would you do? You have children, right? So like, what would you do if, um, you know, your kids are a little older, so it's, they're not expecting as many things under the tree, but what would you do if, if you couldn't pull off a Christmas this year financially, or what would you do if you were light on Christmas and really panicking about that right now? Um, I would think about what things meant the most to me when I was a kid, because I didn't grow up with any money. Um, so I would think about those types of things. Like what, what did my mom do for us? Um, you know, well us, I mean, her and I, 
uh, when I was a kid that meant the world to me. Mm-hmm. Well, something that I really loved when I was um, a kid was making Christmas cookies and my mom teaching me how to like make all these different types of cookies. And then we would go and give them to people um, that had even less than we did. Um, so that's something that I try to do with my kids every year is um, give back in some way to somebody that can't do anything for us. Um, and I think that teaching them that and instilling those things is so important. Um, and it doesn't have to be financial. It can be like, if you're making Christmas cookies anyway, and you have some extra, go drop them off to some homeless folks. Like, you know where they hang out. Um, you know, teaching them something about being a good person is something that will stay with them a lot longer than some toy that's, you know, they're going to play with for five days and then forget about. That's so I don't, beautiful. I love that. I don't like... One of my friends, Holly, is doing this um, cool thing for Mary's Home, which is an organization here that helps um, moms that are getting out of domestic violence um, have a Christmas. That's what they're doing right now. And so each mom is $250 to sponsor them. And a lot of people are having a hard time swallowing the $250 right now. So what I volunteered to do was I will come in and wrap everything that you guys buy. Um, I'll sponsor one family, but I will wrap every single thing that you guys buy for each of these moms, uh, because I think it's such a a cool thing and you can bring your kids. Um, and I'll teach them all how to wrap presents because my mom was always super good at wrapping presents. So even if it was just a book, like it was really a cool thing to see how, like how much time she took to wrap it. Um, the other thing that we did too, was, um, I loved getting pajamas on Christmas Eve. So Christmas Eve, we got pajamas and, um, a book and my mom would read it to me. So, um, but that's something that has stayed with me my whole life. So, you know, it's interesting that first of all, that's so powerful. So thank you for sharing that. Um, I think we all know deep down that our children and our families need our presence more than they need presence under the tree. Um, but there is an overwhelming urge, especially because everybody else posts their Christmas tree on, you know, to, to post or a thing with a million presents. But uh-huh. it's funny that you said that because this year, you know, I asked my mom not to buy anything for me for Christmas. Yeah. I asked her to put together my grandmother's recipes and her recipes in a book for me because I love to cook. And um, I, you know, I'm getting worried that my grandma's recipes are getting forgotten. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, I, I love that. Think back to, when you were a child and what was really memorable and important for you, it's probably not a present. No. And I don't know. So I went to that vintage market show um, here in town, not that long ago. And they had this thing where they would take any picture of anything and put it on a block of wood and like modge podge that shit on there. Mm -hmm. Um, And I found a couple of my grandma's old recipes from my grandma and from Josh's grandma. And I put them on these and I sent them to his family. And sent them to my mom so she could always have them. So that's something that's like super cheap. I think it was $5. You could probably do it yourself. Um, and you just modge podge it onto a block of wood. And it's a keepsake that people are probably going to display for the rest of their life. So just think about that. Something that you would like to have for your for your whole life. Like, And if you can't you afford a vacation, do a staycation. I mean, there's yeah. so much fun stuff that you can... Uh that you can do together. Um, But yeah, I mean, I I think people always feel the pressure of the holidays just looming on top of them regardless. But in a year like this where people are either in trouble now or they're worried about being in trouble next year and so they're really trying to hold on 
you know, mm-hmm. financially. Um, you know, I also think if your kids are older, it's okay to talk to them about that. Yeah. You run a family business. Your children are part of your business and there's lessons there that they will learn when you talk to them about, you know, this Christmas might be a little bit different because the world's a little bit different right now, you know? Yeah. Um, but I think we have to let go of that pressure yeah. to have the most things under the tree and be the biggest Christmas mom of all time. Right. I think this year in particular, I'm going to be watching for people that are doing that shit and posting like, I got my kids all of these things. Here's why I'm awesome. Look how good I'm doing. Like, it's just not what's important anymore. It's really not. And like, talk to your kids and, and ask them what they want to do for Christmas. Like what's something that, what's a memory they want to create and do that. Like there's nothing wrong with it. You know, set a budget for Christmas gifts and you don't need to be giving gifts to random ass people like your third cousin or some shit that you haven't seen in forever. Like, don't do that crap. Like you're just killing yourself for no reason. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's easy to get caught up in, in that. I feel like in our business in general, it's easy to get caught up in, in all of that stuff, like who's driving the G wagon and who's doing this many deals and who's doing this production and all that stuff. You know, it's, it's like a one upping culture that I hate in general, you know? So, um, be proud of where you're at. It doesn't matter. Like some of my best memories in the entire world came from those times where it was absolutely the hardest financially. Like I look back very fondly, on those years you're making memories whether or not you realize yeah. it so and those are the years that make the biggest difference in the rest of your life um i mean my I, I struggled as a kid like my family was not well off in any way shape or form um but i had my mom and i learned so much from her and the times that she was home um you know all the time like she took a job that she had to work at home so that she could see me more um and that meant the world to me you know, and those are things that I can never, you know, replicate that. I can never get that back. So much better than a gift. So. Ooh, you're getting me in the heart, in the feels today for sure. Um, man, if you have the money to do a good Christmas this year, I think you should listen to what Angela is saying, regardless of where you're at financially right now, because, wow, that's very, very powerful. Yeah. You can't get the time back with your kids, with your family, with yourself. Um, and please, for the love of God, do not spend all your money on bottles of alcohol that you're just going to drink and never have any good memories of. Like, try and remember the holidays for what they are and if they are hard, because you're going to learn a lot from it. Absolutely. And check on your people. Yeah. Check on yourself. Like, you know, just your community needs you right now. Your clients, other agents in your community find someone, you know, that you can hold hands with during this period, that person should probably not be inside your family. In my opinion, I think, um, spouses, a lot of times tend to be that person for a lot of people. I, I don't think right now it should be your spouse. I think it, you know, the more that you inject, like I'm struggling with this into your home life, then it spirals and becomes other negative stuff elsewhere. So, you know, try to find someone, outside of like your spouse or your children that you can talk to about uh, what's going on because we need that right now. I mean, it is, it is a very deep, dark place 
right now yeah. in the whole world and in real estate, especially. So um, next week, we're going to talk about getting into action, you know, real things that, that you can do, objections that you can handle and all that jazz. So I think that'll be really good. But we yeah. just kind of wanted to take a second to tell you guys, breathe. You're not alone. Yep. It could be a hard holiday season. That's okay. There's yep. lessons and joy in there too. And we love you guys. If you need anything, reach Except out. Except for pie, reach out to us. I'm going to buy you a pie <laughs> and deliver it to your house just because. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. We love you. Angela and Lindsay would love to receive your real estate referrals in Colorado. Connect with the Homegirls on social media at The Real Homegirls Podcast.